You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. You're listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and this is Season 4, Episode 18. And the New York Rangers find themselves on a four-game winning streak, which is crazy to think about when you consider where they were a scant week ago and how uh, it seemed that things were literally at rock bottom and the wheels were about to come off and potentially owner uh, Jim Dolan's hand was going to be forced to do something and make changes, but uh, the Rangers are somehow, at least for the time being, because again, and I cannot stress this enough, they are not out of the woods yet, but are able to at least uh, save their hopes and dreams of making the postseason keep them alive for as I record this. They are in a playoff spot, but unfortunately for the Blue Shirts, they are in probably the most competitive division in the league uh, and one in one of the toughest conference with a number of very uh, worthy potential Stanley Cup champions. And the margin for error is slim because teams like the Florida Panthers and the Washington Capitals are nipping at their heels. Uh, both teams have seemed to at least be turning it around a little bit as of late, although I know Florida had a pretty bad loss the other day, but uh, Washington's turning it on. OV is setting all sorts of records in his uh his march towards the all-time uh, goal scorers record. So yeah, the Rangers cannot take their foot off uh, the gas pedal at all. And for one thing, you've seen the way they've underperformed against teams they should beat on paper, but now they have a team that is very capable of putting a hurting on them in the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs up next. Toronto finds itself, after having a rough start to the season, has really settled in. Um, with their new personnel, Matt Murray, there was obviously a lot of questions, but he's playing some great hockey, and <clears throat> players like Mitch Marner find themselves, I believe his uh, point streak is up to what, like 22 games or something, 23 games, something ridiculous. Uh, so yeah, and I, it just, there. that's a team that I think is, it just feels different for them. They just seem more confident within themselves, and the pressure playing in Toronto is always a lot, especially with how long they've gone without making it past the first round. But uh, a few people have said this. It does kind of feel different for them. They actually just feel like 
it's in the past, even when they've had sustained success, it felt like at any, even though they could be winning lots of games at any moment, the floor could drop out. But I don't know, that group doesn't seem, they, they definitely seem to play within themselves a lot more, seem a lot less rattled. And uh, yeah, they're playing some great hockey right now. So the Rangers have luckily enough on the streak um, of games. They, you know, they were down against New Jersey and down against the Blues and able to come back and then obviously tied with both uh, Vegas and Colorado going into the third period. It, you know, they were able to either pull ahead or have some nice, but yeah, that you can, Toronto's another team that can absolutely torch you if you're not careful. And the Rangers have been having a quite a few amount of breakdowns, even amongst their winning streak, which is not good. Uh, listening to Steve Valiquette uh, on Arthur Staples' podcast for The Athletic. Today, he had mentioned the Rangers are one of the uh, worst teams in the league at conceding chances off the rush, which is, I think, the eye test for that actually does pan out. Because as, as a Ranger fan, you're how many times have we seen Truba or, hell, even Fox and Lindgren and Keandre Miller get turnstiled and, and uh, Schneider? It's just, it seems to be a weak area of their total team defense um, because I do think they're actually pretty good at defending in zone, but you know, failed clears by Truba notwithstanding, but just off the rush, it's just their gap control is a little weird. And I find their fo- it seems like the Rangers forwards get, uh, they're guilty of getting in a little too deep. And then there's not the center, not coming back to support where other teams like to keep a little bit more just constant uh, puck support from, you know, at least one floating forward to support the, the two D men. But yet the range, how many three on twos against the Rangers have we seen this year? Probably a lot. So yeah, the numbers tell that story and so does the eye test. So that's something they're going to have to improve because uh, Toronto has a, a ton of speedy scores. One of them being Mitch Marner, another being William Nylander, who's on an absolute heater right now as well. And even their slower guys can damage you off the rush and uh, Tavares and, you know, Matthews is not, I wouldn't say he's a burner, but at the same time, he's another guy just with that wrist shot coming down the wing. He can absolutely terrorize you. So they're going to have to be careful. But um, I think the one thing when we're trying to maybe dissect why, how the Rangers have been able to turn around so far. And one thing is obviously Igor has, he's back uh, to his form he had last year. And not that there was ever any doubt on my end, but I know a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of uh, Rangers fans were nervous and people on social media. And But again, I think if anyone should have been given the benefit of the doubt, it's him. And he's played absolutely outstanding, even in the, the games where he's given up more than three goals. Sometimes it's you can tell it's not really through fault of his own. He usually makes the first save, but it's a failed clear or you know just a trickle in or a redirection he's got no chance on. So anything he can see, he's been pretty good at stopping, which is what you need. What you need. It's one thing if you get beat through a screen or on a double deflection or a deflection, or you make the first save and your D-man can't make the clear, but just it doesn't seem like he's getting torched so much on the clear side stuff. Although obviously Jack Hughes had a really nice move on him close in, but that's just some nasty all world skill by him. So who's obviously unfortunately already become a Rangers killer, but of course he has. Um, But yeah, I think uh, for Igor's finding his game is a big reason for that. It does seem like the Rangers have become, like I had mentioned, more comfortable playing with either the game tied or coming back, whereas early in the year it felt like they were getting leads and then blowing them. Now it feels like they're either going into the third period tied 
and then scoring a few goals to go ahead or scoring a goal and then being able to comfortably sit on the lead or hell, even their comebacks, which is what they're, they were known for last year. And they just, it just seems to be what they're confident in. And then I also saw a graphic, uh, during, uh, I watched a little bit of the, the rain, uh, devil's, uh, stars game, the, you know, the following evening. And now the Devils find themselves, they've lost three games in a row, and they end up losing that game to, to Dallas. And uh, when they were trailing going into the third period, and I, they only won one game all season when trailing going into the, the third period, which is interesting, whereas the Rangers are kind of like the opposite of that, which it just shows. I think different teams have different mental makeups. And please, I'm not calling the Devils... Uh, you know, <laughs> fragile or anything by that nature, but just teams have their comfort areas and the Rangers are very comfortable on the road. They're very comfortable trying to get a lead. And I think they're, you know, I th- recently they've finally been comfortable closing it out once they get it late. But uh, as you saw early on, they definitely weren't, com- they're definitely not comfortable, you know, just coming out hot out of the gate. That's, they've been burned a few times for not showing up to the game on time. Uh, and also, they just definitely didn't seem comfortable holding early leads when they had them this season. So, just goes to show, you know, different teams kind of different mental makeups and things that they're comfortable with. And when you have the DNA of great goaltenders in your franchise, like the Rangers have, you are far too comfortable sometimes just letting them see a lot of rubber, and then that kind of <laughs> opens you up. So, but obviously, we're hoping the Rangers get away from some of their poor habits because they do have a lot going for them this season doom and gloom aside from how things have gone so far and the underachieving and the crafts, Vitaly Kraftsov not being able to find, get in the roster and all those other things. But um, definitely things to work on. Like I mentioned, the rush defense against, but, you know, they've been better this year, just generating more consistent goals for at five on five or at least uh, chances that could convert to them. And as they had a bit of a, you know, they were in a little bit of a PDO bender earlier where they just, or the opposite, whatever the opposite of a bender is, where just they were taking all these shots and all these posts weren't getting lucky. Now the goals are going in for them, which is good. Um, you know, you see the young, the kids are contributing, you know, Kako's got, how, what you know, a couple goals in the last few games. Uh, after the Rangers go, you know, they, they score the second goal against the Devils on the power play to bring it to two to three, and then literally seconds later, Keandre, beautiful rush up the ice, gets it to Heedle, uh, who gets it uh, back to Keandre, who then puts it across uh, crease for Capococco for an open cage, and the everyone by now has seen the pileup where they all fall to the ground, and Lafreniere is coming in late, just kind of trips over everyone, which was obviously such a fun moment to see the kids feeling, you know, sowing their oats like that. Obviously, I was I was almost more worried that someone's going to catch a skate blade to the face, but uh, obviously just happy for them. It seems like whether they it was Lafreniere Capo playing with Mika, they found their confidence, and now it seems based on practice lines today that the kid line is back when he needed offense. Turk kind of put the lines in a blender again, and he's even he knows it's a meme at this point. He he makes jokes about it and in uh, media scrums and but you know he he had to get something different out of his team when they were down early and he did he he put the kid line back together and it worked out for him so it seems for the time being the kid line is back maybe they're ready to find that balance now um but it's just they're finally becoming the contributors and obviously the hero in the night is philip Heedle. uh nice play obviously from bread just you know with uh 
little chip from Keandre. He's rushing up on three on three overtime. He's he's rushing it, and then it's just kind of like a I'd say I wouldn't say it's a fifty fifty. It was almost closer to the Devil's D man, but he was back skating, and he tried to step up on it to Kraut to go the other way, and Brett gets a nice little poke check on it. He's able to sidestep him, so now he's got possession going down the wing. Uh, he's able with that vision of his is able to find heel on a beautiful little deft little just simple pass under pressure, which Panarin is amazing at, and. Heedle puts it off the far post and in with that ping was the most beautiful sound. And uh, man, the Rangers, as they were losing that game early, as they, it was already two nothing. Yeah, it just it just felt like at the time, and I'm saying this only for myself, but I'm sure other Rangers fans felt like this. It felt like, well, back to reality. This team is it is what it is this year. It's garbage, but kudos to them. They rallied back and they had a poor first period and. You know, I thought they were able to at least play uh, and bring it to New Jersey better in the second, third period. They got their goals, obviously. I still thought overall New Jersey seemed to get better chances. And lo and behold, because they are a fast team, which the Rangers have struggled with all year because they are not a fast team. But I also think one of the ways the Rangers has been when they've been playing their best hockey this year, it's been physical. I think it's been not just forechecking with pressure, but also just heavy on the cycle and stopping teams from moving pucks in their own zone by getting in at the right time and putting the body on and then just forcing teams that are fast to, st- to stop moving their legs and slow down because now they're defending in their own zone. Whereas it seemed at times they were just too slow to get in and prevent any breakouts from the other team. And once they broke it out with one pass or at least got it up to that F1 to make the breakout to one, another winger, it was over. And they were just, they were now on their heels again. But uh, yeah, they, they did a much better job at that and were playing faster in the second and third period. And uh, just a really gutsy win by them. And it didn't have to be, per- I don't think anyone cared that it wasn't perfect. You know, I think everyone knew they were going to get outchanced and outshot by the Devils. But yeah, they come back and win a very important game to keep their playoff hopes alive. Uh, and so even though they dropped a few pretty, I don't want to say pretty, I would say extremely winnable games against some sub-tier uh, competition this year, they've won some pretty good ones against some pretty top-flight teams too. I mean, granted, you know, Vegas and, and Colorado were not at 100%, uh, Colorado less so than Vegas, but... That being said, they're still good teams for a reason, and every team has to contend with injuries. It is what it is. You have to play who's on your schedule. So kudos to the Rangers for just capitalizing, and then they beat a fully manned uh, New Jersey Devils team. So kudos to them. Uh, New Jersey right now is showing, you know, just, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think their fans should be too panicked. If I'd be even losing three in a row, I'd be ecstatic if, I had the, if the Rangers had that type of record this year. But uh, yeah, just I think they're just maybe realizing it's like the high is going to be high for them this year, but it's a it's a long season and it's slog and it's it's hard to keep yourself mentally that sharp all season. But even when they weren't their sharpest and they gave some you know some chances up in the second, uh, and then obviously a, a breakdown in three on three overtime, you know they they're still a deadly team. So kudos to the Rangers for able to pull out the W there because. They have yet another massive test awaiting them in the Toronto Maple Leafs. Hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. And if that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. This is a New York Rangers podcast, but I would be remiss if I didn't mention Alex Ovechkin reaching 800 goals with a hat trick against the Chicago Blackhawks the other night. Uh, Pretty cool moment. I mean, even as a Rangers fan and the fact that he's terrorized uh, Henrik Lundqvist and the New York Rangers since coming into the league, but just what a fun player to watch. Just a natural goal scorer. When people were talking about him, potentially uh, passing Wayne Gretzky. I was just like, not a chance, but he's so he's getting there, man. He's getting closer and he's not slowing down. It's, and it was one of those things where I thought it might end up being the sad scene watching Alex Ovechkin, you know, play on the Capitals until he, he breaks it. If he's, you know, uh, they're putting him out on power plays and sheltering him at even strikes minutes, but that's not the case. He's still an all-world goal scorer, uh, and he, you know, he has this, him and Sidney Cross. We have not slowed down one iota, which is when you're a generational talent like he is. It's honestly that's what you get, and uh, yeah, just obviously a very cool moment. I was, I was lucky enough to be watching it just in the background, and then was. He gets the first goal, and I'm like, "Oh wow, you know he might he might even get a second one tonight, and that would only put him one away, but nope, he gets the hat trick, granted it was against the dismal uh Blackhawks, the Chicago Blackhawks, who the Rangers also lost embarrassingly to because they were mentally defeated, but that's again that's in the past, they're on a four game winning streak, so we're, we're trying to stay positive, but yeah, just so cool, cool moment um cool to see the respect he gets from Taze and Kane after the game. It's cool to see, you know, I think there was even some Blackhawk fans chanting his name after that, because I think they know they witnessed a historic moment, 800 goals. You know, he's one away from tying Gordie Howe now, which he will, obviously, and then it's just him and, and the great one. And chasing down history like that is something it's going to be really hard to see another player in this league do for a very long time. I don't know if anyone will ever catch, uh, you know, maybe McDavid is the only one who ever have a shot at catching Gretzky in total points. But that's that in itself is, seems impossible. But I thought this the goals uh, record was impossible. But the closer he gets, he just doesn't stop. And it's more and more and more looking like he might actually do it, which would be absolutely insane. So, uh, you know, I'm sure Hockey Troll will love me gushing over uh, the grade eight like this. But, you know, again, the guy's a rock star, goal scorer, <laughs> you know, rock star. He's still appointment viewing after all these years. And just as much as he's tortured the Rangers, um, you just can't help but 
smile a little bit when you just watch what he has done and what, what he's doing. So, you know, kudos to him. And I obviously hope he gets it. You hope he, he doesn't get it against the Rangers, but I do hope he gets it one day because that would just, yeah, that would basically cap off one of the, you know, I think that would end the, the debate about who is the best goal scorer of all time. You know, I mean, and that's no disrespect to uh, uh, Mike Bossy. Getting back to Rangers talk, if they can get past the Toronto Maple Leafs on Thursday, then they will have two more on paper winnable games again against the uh, Flyers and the Blackhawks. So if they can bring that could bring their streak, if they can beat Toronto to bring up to five, they could win seven in a row, which would be absolutely huge for their push towards just making the playoffs. And it's like I mentioned up top, how tight it is, especially with some of the teams under then. So that would help at least, you know, and maybe not push them forward, but maybe help uh, erase some of their past misgivings this season with some of the, you know, the, the phoned in performances they game, at least kind of level things out a little bit. Um, but they've been bad at that. They've been dropping what they were so good at last year is that, yes, obviously they had, they, I felt like they were a worse team five on five last year, but they won the games against the opponents they were supposed to win against. And yeah, they, they dropped some games against some tougher opponents last year, which honestly almost a reverse this year. I think you look at some of the teams they've beaten on paper this year, you know, they beat Dallas, uh, early on, they beat, uh, Tampa in the first game, they beat, New Jersey, although they also lost New Jersey, um, you know, and Colorado and Vegas, they've beaten some really good teams, but, you know, they've had some epic collapses up against some teams they should beat. So you have to beat the Columbus Blue Jackets, Anaheim Ducks, uh, Flyers, and the Blackhawks, the teams that are openly, and the Coyotes, the teams that are openly tanking, you have to beat them. It's just the way it is if you want to get anywhere this season. And, um, make the playoffs. You have to beat those teams because there's obviously no guarantees when you, after the that two game segment, when the Rangers go back to facing off against the Islanders again and facing off against, uh, you know, the Pittsburgh Penguins who they have not met yet, the Capitals and the Lightning. That's, you know, that's an easy two games followed by a really tough war game span against teams that you absolutely have to try to beat in your metropolitan rivals. The, you know, the Penguins, the Islanders, uh, and the Capitals to try to not only maintain, but just, yeah, stay in a, a playoff spot. Those are must-win games. And I know that phrase has been uttered a lot this season, but with the way it's shaped out for the Rangers and their inability to play at least competent hockey without the breakdowns they've had, they've kind of put themselves in this spot, but they have to keep it going. But in fairness, there was a lot of doubt on my end about whether or not they'd be able to keep it going, and they have. So. Uh, kudos to them. Going to keep this one uh, short and sweet. Just again, I'm missing my co-host James, but he will be back for our next podcast. But yeah, I mean, like I had mentioned, the New York Rangers have not erased, but they've actually taken steps towards rectifying maybe some of the sins of earlier in the season. And, and just, it seemed like they were mentally recouping, although there still seems to be a lot of questions about is Truba playing hurt? It's affecting his performance. Can he pull himself out of it? Do they need to 
move him down to a third pairing and shelter him? Is it time for Keandre to move up potentially? You know, he seems to be finally finding his game. He's got four points in the last four games. Uh, the kid line's coming back. Maybe the kid line should be the first line going forward, um, or at least to free up Zvanjad and Panarin and Barkley Goodrow, who always finds a way to find himself on the top line. So the line blender is surely going to continue this season as long as Turk is behind the bench, but he's got to figure out how to keep pushing the buttons the right way because right now it's working for him, but it's usually because things aren't working and then he's got to mix things up. So the Rangers need to... They're winning, which is good, but they also need to find their own baseline consistency, and that has just not been there yet. So that's the task that lays ahead of them. A big test against the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, as you're listening to this on Thursday morning. And then hopefully two winnable games after that, which can set them in a nice spot. But unfortunately, when things are this tight, to steal a phrase from Ricky Bobby, you're either first or you're last. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.